How about this for your sandwich? Combine the best lunch meat, turkey, with bacon and avocado, put it on the best bread, Dutch crunch. What more do you need? Just put it straight on the menu. Or, this is nothing but a paper sandwich. All of the ingredients look good on their own, but when combined together, it just isn't a cohesive unit. There is a reason nobody knows what a TBA sandwich is. Who's right? Let's find out. This week on our ongoing quest to pick our favorite sandwich, the Turkin Bacon Avocado on a Dutch Crunch Roll. Is it affordable, ethical, is it healthy and clean? Is it first aid appropriate, even though he's married? Is the origin true? Doesn't matter to me. All that really matters is celebrities. Joe will pick a sandwich now. It's his religion to figure it out. He ate the food. He'll rate. He'll choose. Will it end up on the menu? Oh, what sandwich will he choose? Joe picks a sandwich now. Dan, now I have a... uh, Technical question here. Okay. In this episode, are we judging the turkey bacon avocado sandwich, or are we only judging the specific version on a Dutch crunch roll? I I believe if the the listener, when they're putting their sandwich on the sandwich wheel, they put such a specific thing as to say that the sandwich needs to be on a particular type of roll— I, th- I think we have to judge it on the roll. We have to judge it based on the spe- specifications they gave us. I mean, we certainly, I certainly ate it on that roll. But now that we ate it on that roll, like, like, I guess my question is, are we going to do another episode at some point where we judge the turkey, bacon, and avocado on, on a different type of bread? Because that would seem awfully specific. Uh, look, I mean, that's just the way it rolls, Joe. If, if somebody else requests a sandwich. Now, I think w- when we are picking the sandwiches, like... We, I mean, I don't know, or, or it's unlikely that we would pick it, but if another person puts it on the listener wheel and says the turkey bacon avocado on uh, white bread or the turkey bacon avocado on whole wheat, I don't know, Joe. I think we got to do it. I mean, I guess that's right. So there you go. So we are judging a very specific sandwich, I guess. Yeah. Well, you'll see, Joe, when we get into other sections, such as the uh, history section, the Dutch crunch roll is going to take a, a leading role. The... <laughs> The Dutch, okay. I thought I just misspoke, but that is right. <laughs> Roll, man. Homophones. Well, you know, I, I'll i say uh, I feel like this is a bad representation of the Fanwich Wheel for the first episode because this was from a random Reddit person. I don't know who they are. And I reached out to them during the week to say like, hey, you know, buddy, we're talking about your sandwich. Like, tell us, like, why do you love it so much? What's the first time you had it? Give us a story, whatever. No response at all, Dan. Hmm. So we have no um, argument in favor of this sandwich from the fanwitch who suggested it. I mean, in addition to that, Joe, I don't want to. I don't want to break the fourth wall too much. I don't want our. I guess it wouldn't be breaking the fourth wall, but it would be. I'm not a theater kid, but I don't want to peer too much behind the looking glass here. But Joe, today is the worst day of the year, right? I mean, daylight savings time day. Oh, and it's worse. I mean, I was complaining to you over text, Dan. It's the worst for parents. Our kids are just awake. All the time now. Yeah. So you're taking the worst day of the year, the Monday after the daylight savings time. Yeah. It's bad for me too, Joe, and I don't even have a job. And you're combining it coming off the PB&J, which we know is a podcast killer. Yeah. This this 10th episode is going to be rough. I don't know if we're going to make it to 11, Dan. We may, we may die like so many sandwich podcasts before us. Combined with this very specific sandwich, this could be the end. This could be this, it. This could be it. Now, Joe, I don't want to, I don't want to take away a, a, a surprise segment you might have at the end of this podcast in the lunch pail. But I've already got a lunch pail, so I'm just going to say this right at the beginning. I've gotten a lot of feedback from last week's episode, Joe. Really? And okay. good. I, I've gotten a lot of hate. My lovely tax wife was outraged. Outraged. She said the PB and J is a very good sandwich. She, of course, has access to all the jams. And jellies that I had, all the peanut butter. She found it to be a, a very good sandwich. I, I found her eating PB and J's this week just out of spite. Well, you know, 
now she's just she's just flaunting it. But but did she have to eat seven in a row like us to try different PB and J's? See, that's the thing. I think she didn't have seven in a row. Right. See, like we're like those kids who like you have one cigarette, then your parents make you smoke a whole pack so you never want to do it again. <laughs> that's what we did to ourselves with PB and J. It's true. Although Josh, Josh PhD, comma fanwitch, he was very angry because PB and J I think is a is a part of his vegan diet. So. I'll tell you, he was he was very upset as well. Well, look, I mean, if you're a vegan, I get it. If you're a vegan, it has to go on your menu because basically if you don't put it on your menu, like your menu is only six types of sandwiches and it would be five then. Yeah. But Joe, I also saw that you, you posted our this podcast as you do many of them on the Reddit sandwiches subreddit. Yeah. I did not click into the thread, Joe, but I saw 26 comments about yes. it. It was a very vibrant thread, which was mostly people um, posting what they felt was their – it was actually great. It was people posting what they felt was their best version of the PB&J. Was there any consensus among the Reddit community? Was there any – well, I mean I would say in the debate between Creamy and Crunchy, Creamy got way more upvotes than Crunchy. Interesting. So I think you know, for that, I mean I think that it was pretty – clear that um people you know strawberry jam people like lightly toasted well i'll tell you megan attempted that toasted sandwich and i posted that on the reddit if you ever get to the point where the peanut butter starts melting you're in trouble that the sandwich just becomes a mess it is i mean definitely not a first aid sandwich at that point (laughs) no and so i mean she took the whole sandwich and put it in the toaster oven and that it just didn't work don't do that um i did i did get into a messaging debate with someone who was really anti-crust and then and then i was like you know come on we're all adults here we can eat crust and he's like well i actually have a bar in my teeth so i can't eat crust and then i was like oh all right, oh. All right. <laughs> so you know i think i was being a bit like mouth ableist with my um crust stance before and i'll tell you when you get any of the pb and j you'd imagine anybody that does have any mouth issues like the pb and j is going to be one of their staples you'd imagine so yeah it's like a high if we were rating the sandwich on accessibility, PB&J is very high. Yeah. I think the PB&J is one of those sandwiches that's probably it's huge for kids, and then it, it probably like comes back around at the end. Like, <laughs> you know, it's got to be a big yeah. senior sandwich as it's, well. It's, it's right up there with Jell-O in that regard. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, uh, I'm excited for the lunch pail then. All right. Well, Joe, as our Daylight Savings Time podcast, the lunch pail is going to be quick but it's going to give us a nice emotional boost that's just a little teaser for later but uh i can't wait to spring forward to that (laughs) what's i mean i'm being serious actually when i'm listening to this i'm just going to fast forward to that part but go ahead (laughs) well yeah that right when you get to that because then that'll get to the spin for next week so that'll be great yeah Everybody, feel free. Uh, I'll just guess that's going to be at the 44-minute mark. So, Oh, oh God, I hope not. <laughs> It'll be at the 22-minute mark. Uh, oh, wow. We, we do a record with this sandwich, Joe. But this has nothing to do with getting mired in the PB&J. This is just daylight savings time, Joe. No, we have extracted ourselves from the, 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 the La Brea tar pits of the PB&J. We are now mobile we're moving on to the next sandwich and man am i excited to talk about the dutch crunch roll joe what is your history with the turkin bacon avocado on a dutch crunch roll wait now dan that's the second time you said turkin is that is that a thing is Did that I a say turkin <laughs> yeah you, you said it before too <laughs> is that a thing am i missing am i missing uh <laughs> well in the birkin family of course joe we didn't have turkey <laughs> we had turkin you know, which is our special. You know, we we raised turkeys, as you know, growing up. And our specific turkey, we made our own lunch meats, and we called it turkin. So, yes. The first the first time you said it, um, I just thought it was a mistake. The second time I was like, fuck, did I make the wrong sandwich? Was I supposed to look something up? Oh, wait. Did you raise your own turkey and slaughter it yourself? It's Turn it into lunch you, meat? It's funny that you say that because um, – my dad, this this happened uh, this week. He, um, so th- this church near his house. I'm not sure the exact story, but it like went out of business or something. So they had this like 
going out of business sale and they're selling everything at the church. I don't know why churches go out of business, but feels, whatever. I, feels, I don't know what This happens. whole thing feels, this whole setup feels sacrilegious. So he's going to this like sale to buy like used church items. And you know, my dad and like the fact that like, you know, the, the, the type of thing that he would buy, like we have like a, one of those hot dog rollers that keeps the hot dog warm. Well, he found a actual meat slicer, Dan. This is straight out of Seinfeld. So he bought this meat slicer and instead of like buying sliced turkey, he just bought a giant turkey breast. And so he brought over pre-sliced turkey for me from that, that he sliced himself. Wow. Now, of course, it begs the question, Joe, can the slicer slice slices of meat so thin that you can't even see them? <laughs> Well, I was thinking at some point when we do just a straight up turkey sandwich, I'd love to do a sandwich lab to decide the ideal uh, width of the turkey slice for the sandwich. Yeah, it's it. so the turkey that I use for my sandwich, I got from the deli. And of course, they do the same thing. They just take a giant breast of uh, boar's head, high quality boar's head meat, and they take it to the slicer. And not always, and this time they didn't ask, but sometimes the person will ask, and I'm sure I could specify what thickness I would like of the slices. Yes, yes. And, no, uh, and I, like I think it, it, it absolutely makes a difference. I mean, for sure. And I know there's like, they'll ask sometimes, like, are you slicing it for sandwiches? But, you know, maybe maybe that's a preference issue. Maybe I like thick cut in my sandwich. Maybe I like it ultra thin. I don't know. Well, wait, what else would they be slicing it for? It's a great question. It's a great question. I mean, I guess you could put in a salad, but then you've got to have a thicker slice for a salad, I think. I think that, no, I think a sandwich cut is very thin. Yeah, Where I if think you're the using sandwich it just cut to is like, thin. Yeah. If you're just going like, to you know, eat it with a handful of like cheese curd or something. I don't know. Like, what, else, what else do you do with deli meat? I mean, you cut it up and put it on a salad. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I said that. Well, anyways, Joe, look. It's, it's Daylight Savings Time Monday. All right, so the turkin, bacon... <laughs> <laughs> avocado well, sandwich. Only I had a turkey and bacon avocado on Dutch oh, Crunch. It's a, a tongue twister. Ru- Everybody at I, home right now say turkey bacon avocado on Dutch Crunch. Turkey bacon avocado on Dutch Crunch. Turkey bacon avocado on Dutch. Ah, maybe it's well, now you're doing hard. it really well. Yeah. All right. So you had a turkey. I had a. <laughs> D- don't do that. I had a turk rahi. Go ahead. <laughs> you you did have turk rahi. I did. So, but did you have any history? So we know from last week you never had the Dutch Crunch before. I've never had the Dutch crunch. And, you know, I think a turkey, bacon, avocado are not three ingredients that I've um, ever intentionally put together on a sandwich, though there are three ingredients that I quite enjoy. So I imagine I, I may have like unintentionally or like, you know, sort of just cobbled together this sandwich before. But anyway, yeah, I can't think of a specific time that I've ever ordered or had this sandwich. Yeah. Interesting. And it sounds like of the four ingredients, you've probably only at most – you've never had Dutch Crunch before. So I'm sure you've only had two out of the three ingredients or two out of the four ever on a sandwich at the same time. At the same time. Well, I mean I've had all those things on the sandwich before. Maybe I've had three you've out of had the four. You've had a turkey, bacon, avocado sandwich? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I've definitely right. had a turkey, avocado sandwich. I've definitely had a – bacon sandwich we had a bacon sandwich earlier in this podcast series joe exactly um i don't know if i've ever had all all four but suffice it to say i have very little history with the sandwich what about you i thought i had more history with the sandwich i've had dutch crunch before and i thought the the sandwich i get nor has these things but the, the sandwich i normally get is actually turkey and bacon and then other things so mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have the avocado and i actually think the avocado changes the sandwich quite a bit. So this is a sandwich that I felt like, oh, I have a lot of experience with this sandwich, but I actually don't in that I think I get avocado on burgers all the time. And I really, I could tell you the difference in, you know, what the the taste of a burger with avocado and without avocado. But actually for a sandwich, this was surprisingly new for me. Yeah, avocado is not a like ancillary ingredient. If you're putting avocado on a sandwich, you're making... an intentional choice to do that. And also like it, it, it very much, I agree with you, just changes the makeup of the sandwich. Definitely. Definitely. So let's just jump right into it, Joe. We of course start with the history of the sandwich. Now, because of the specificity of the sandwich, instead of, this is our first turkey sandwich at all. 
So this is Turkey and Turkin and Turk Rahi. Turk <laughs> but I didn't focus on that at all. I feel like I'm going to get to the history of turkey as a deli meat, as a sandwich, when we just tackle a simpler variant. We're going to have lots of turkey sandwiches. For here, I looked at what I consider probably the, the rarest ingredient, the Dutch crunch roll. And Dutch crunch has an interesting history, Joe. So from AmericanFoodRoots.com, they say, Dutch crunch has a mysterious past, both in the United States and abroad. Dutch crunch, as the name implies, originated in the Netherlands. There it is known as Tigerbrood, which translates to tiger roll or tiger bread. That's such a cooler name. Definitely. The history of the bread is uncertain, but some speculate that Dutch traders were inspired by their trips to Southeast Asia, explaining the use of rice flour. Others suggest that the bread has only been sold in the Netherlands since 1970s, and there isn't any concrete evidence of any earlier existence. Now, the bread is very popular in San Francisco. I wonder if this random Reddit user is from San Francisco. And um, apparently, um, many San Francisco bakeries started making this uh, maybe in the 1960s. The um, San Francisco Chronicle did some sort of investigation, and they said that one bakery claims that um, the... Gowie's Sanitary Bakery, <laughs> great, great marketing for your, yeah. your bakery, first sold the bread. I mean, bread... it's not unsanitary, at least. <laughs> I know. Uh, the bakery sold the bread in America in 1909, but I don't know how confirmed that is. But of all the things, so sliced bread, actually, and as we learned from Smuckers, came after this. But this Dutch crunch roll is a uh, modern phenomenon. Like, this is somewhere, anywhere from... 40 years ago to 100 years ago, this was invented. So in 1909, when they were eating the Dutch Crunch, were they just like wrapping the turkey around it? And like, <laughs> they like no. couldn't figure out the, the, gosh, I just wish we could get it inside the bread somehow. Now they understood the concept of sliced bread. They just weren't selling like packages of sliced bread. They did have knives and they understood. <laughs> so they understood if you took a knife to a bread, you could open it up in a way that allowed you to eat things within the bread. They did understand that, Joe. Okay, okay. You, but I'll tell you, slicing it was, getting it out of a package slice was hard. It required a lot of technology. But uh, Dutch Crunch, you know, since you've had it for the first time, basically, I, I didn't even, I, I've had it before, but I didn't even realize the history of it. So this was, or, or the what it was. But basically, Dutch Crunch is, is sort of like a regular white roll. And then it's got this coating on the outside of some sort of uh, rice flour and some other things that then is baked in an oven to create sort of a, a crunchy outside and the reason it's called tiger bread is because the crust on the bread sort of uh, crackles a little bit and creates sort of a pattern on it that is kind of like uh, the spots on a tiger or something. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned the Bay Area in your history. And I guess we'll get into it when we talk about um, availability. But last week when we talked about the Dutch Crunch, you were so like cavalier, like, oh, you've never had it before. Yeah, you'll find it somewhere. Like, I'm going to go down to that old sandwich shop. And then my adventures in trying to find this in Seattle where it, I mean, maybe it started in 1909 in San Francisco. It is on a very slow journey to Seattle because it has not made it here yet. Well, let's just jump into it. I don't think, oh, you do rate the histories. All right, give the history a quick uh, daylight savings rating. Oh, yeah, that's like a solid four out of ten. Well, Joe, for daylight savings time, I think that either goes ahead oh, you're one right. point or behind you're right. one point. You're right. It's, sorry. Sorry. That's that was springing it forward so it's a three out of ten. Oof! well you know I, I, we don't make the rules it's set by congress but so be it though washington like california is is has passed to to well i guess it's it's not abandoned daylight, it's permanent daylight savings time yeah uh and now we need marco rubio's bill to pass the senate in order to make it actually happen boy i love that marco rubio you know good Thank sensible concern marco rubio <laughs> All right. Well, could the sandwich be in your regular rotation? And this, we're going to look at prep availability and health. And that's an interesting point. So it does sound like in the history, like, it seems like Dutch Crunch is popular or very available in Europe. Because I was reading many things that this is a roll that's just sold in UK supermarkets. And I mean, they call it Tiger Bread. Like, of course they sell it there. Yeah, as Tiger Bread. Every sub shop, like when I was uh, going to What was to the Dutch my... word? Tiger schlufen? 
What was it? <laughs> I don't think Schlufen is Dutch. <laughs> that would be German. Tigerbrood. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's available everywhere in San Francisco. You know, no any sort of sandwich place is going to have it, including the the sandwich place that I normally go to. Which, incidentally enough, I went there to order the sandwich. They were out of turkey, which you know that's that's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that turkey, the 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 uh, classically hard to find deli meat. Well, they were they were sold out, but they did give me a a Dutch crunch roll, which I took home and then made uh, the version of the sandwich myself. But they, of course, have it the you know, the supermarket where I went to. I I just got the deli meats myself, but they have sort of also a sandwich station. Dutch crunch is like one of the available breads to, to choose from so it, it's basically available everywhere in san francisco yeah so uh i had quite an adventure finding this so i mean i i of course went into the week very nonchalant about this like okay you know didn't really try the first couple of days because th- the way you made it sound i just thought this was going to be everywhere of course like i call my little deli near my work they don't have it it's not on the menu i search on yelp and the only thing you ever find on yelp with it is people saying, where do I find this in Seattle? I just moved here from San, from San Francisco. And everyone's complaining like, oh, yeah, you can't get it up here. Uh, the only place that like reliably seems to have this is Whole Foods. But, you know, for like um, ethical and like professional reasons, I won't shop at Whole Foods. So I can't go there. And there's one bakery, which is actually like a bakery that's very close to my office and my house. They have two locations. It's like, oh, you know, Essential Baking Company makes a great Dutch crunch. I'm like, okay, perfect. No problem. So so I go down there and the person behind the counter has like no fucking clue what I'm talking about. I'm like like showing her the Yelp review and she's like, yeah, I don't know. Look at the breads we have. We don't have that. So that's when I texted you, Dan. Like, we're not doing this week's up. I can't can't find this sandwich. And then on Yelp, I found (laughs) there's in Ballard, which is, you know, a neighborhood pretty close to my house. There is a Vietnamese sandwich place that makes Vietnamese sandwiches on wow. Dutch crunch bread. Wow. So obviously they don't have turkey. They don't have bacon. Uh, they don't have um, avocado. Actually, maybe they have – I don't know. I don't think avocado is a traditionally Vietnamese food. Um, How but dare you? I went down there. And they were perfectly happy to sell me the roll. So that was finally how I got it. And I, I brought it home and made the sandwich at home just like you. All right. Well, before we get into the the prep, I'll just talk a little bit about the health. So the sandwich, I also made the sandwich at home. I got the Dutch crunch roll from the the sandwich place, which, by the way, their new location, way better than the old location for them. It's much more convenient for me, but it's like bigger. Oh, I'm, a, I'm very happy for them. I know. I, I was happy. I was like sad. I was like this. My life is much worse by not having you so close. But like this location is just clearly much is better. There, is there recent success at all related to being featured on our podcast? <laughs> it could be. Well, their recent success also includes in the time this podcast has been on, they've been forcibly evicted from their <laughs> old location. <laughs> so the landlord did not want a restaurant associated with our podcast in that spot. Yeah. But look, they're, they're a family landlord, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> But for my sandwich that I made at home, so I had the the Dutch crunch roll, which according to an online site is 285 calories, 51 grams of carbs, big carb bomb, 5 grams of fat, 7 grams of protein. And then the ingredients inside that that I used were a third of a pound of boar's head oven gold roasted turkey breast, sliced sandwich thickness, half an avocado, Three slices of bacon, which I got at the deli counter, which, uh, by the way, if you only need bacon for one sandwich, just get a few slices at the deli counter. Big cost savings to not uh, get an entire package. The Dutch Crunch Roll, of course, which I just talked about, and one tablespoon of mayo. So adding that all together, my sandwich came in at 872 calories, 60 grams of protein, 45 grams of fat, 59 grams of carbs. That's a fairly full sandwich. I mean, I actually only used half of the Dutch Crunch roll for mine just because it felt big. It was like a long roll. Um, yeah. So so I only used half. Um, but I – you know, you saw I stacked mine pretty high. I mean it, it definitely needed that toothpick. 
Yeah. I Which, mean. of course, I left in there as long as possible. Now, Dan, did you um, add any condiments? Did you add any lettuce? I know you didn't – unless you had lettuce for something else. Yeah. So as, were buying as lettuce. I, I went with my, my normal sandwich rules. I bought a tomato. I did put a tomato on there. I put tomato on mine too. But I would have liked to put lettuce on there and, and had my sub store had – this had tomato in stock and they would have said, you know, do you want everything? I would have said yes. So which would of course include a lettuce and tomato, but I did not buy a head of lettuce uh, just to, to slice it and put it on the sandwich though. I do think the sandwich, I think Turkey in particular really goes well or any deli meat, really it, it really, the, the yeah. added texture of the lettuce, I think really helps the sandwich, but didn't do now, it. I, I also added a little bit of yellow mustard to mine. What do you think about that, Dan? I think if turkey's involved, I think the yellow mustard is fine. I think that's a great addition. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly why I did it. I think yellow mustard and turkey go great together. Um, uh, yeah. So, so you know, once I got past the Dutch crunch dilemma, uh, the sandwich was actually fairly easy to make. I mean, um, you know, these are all ingredients that I keep in my house. Now that I've, I've been um, completely converted to microwavable bacon, uh, it's, it's a piece of cake. Yeah, see, for me, since I was only making, I just bought three slices of bacon. I think it was a dollar seventy-five or whatever at the deli. Which, by the way, one thing I learned is that when you go to like a sandwich place and they're like, "Add bacon," you know, plus one dollar, it's actually a good deal because no. if you just buy that bacon individually, those three slices of bacon were like a dollar or whatever. Dollar seventy. Ask, ask, say yes, add bacon, but on the side and uncooked and packaged. <laughs> yeah. It's a good deal. <laughs> yeah, you're saving, is, mo- you're saving money. The problem is the bacon's sort of like a loss leader to get you in. You know, that roll is just, that's all profit. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but I actually cooked the bacon just on on the uh, the range. and Oh, the old style, old school. It, old school. And, you know, if you're just cooking a few slices, it actually doesn't produce that much smoke. And it still produces like an insane amount of grease just for three slices. But it, it is a little work. Uh, you know, you got to cut the avocado in half. You got to, you know, get the avocado out. You got to cook the bacon. But, you know, the rest of the sandwich is, is fairly straightforward to assemble. You know, the only, the only thing with avocado, and, you know, you talk about this with lettuce, but I think avocado is a huge waste because I use maybe a third of an avocado in mine. But once again, I was only eating like the half of the sandwich. And um, then I stuck it in the fridge and it, it was like, it was it was like brown that afternoon. Yeah. Well, you can uh, preserve that a little bit. Put some citrus on there. That'll help. Yeah, I know. Squirt it's, it with some lime juice. N- now, when you made the bacon, Dan, just you know, as is your tradition, did you pour the bacon grease directly onto your foot? <laughs> I I almost did because I was looking through the recycling bin for things to pour it in, and I did pick up one of the things was a little like plastic um, thing actually from the deli, and I was like, hmm, I should, and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pour it in here. So I poured it in a can of cat food and then, you know, an empty can that cat food came in. And then I left that on the counter and then I saw the cats around it because I think they saw the can of cat food and they thought, oh, cat food. And they start smelling it and they said, oh, oh ba- ba- this is bacon. This is way ba- better than ba- cat food. Bacon grease. So I, I pr- quickly realized that if I'm going to put it in the cat food <laughs> container, I've got to very quickly uh, hide it away from the cats. But I, I managed I, – I let the grease cool down a little bit, put it in there, let it solidify, dodged uh, – avoided the cats eating all of it, and then got rid of it without any severe burnage. So that was good. But, you know, this isn't, this isn't the type of sandwich where, you, you know, if you're, if you're just trying to slap together this sandwich, it, there are sandwiches that are going to be ten times easier to make than this. But if you are making this sandwich, it isn't like particularly onerous, as long as, as you say, you have the ingredients available to you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so, so in terms of health, I mean, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit of like a, I mean, almost a thousand calories for a sandwich. Like, but that's a little rough. Um, I would say the health is not great, and for me, I think the deciding factor with this availability is just how hard it is to find the Dutch crunch, which is why I asked at the beginning, like, what are we rating this sandwich on? And I think that if we're rating a Dutch crunch sandwich, I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, I can't go down to this Vietnamese place every time I want to make a sandwich. It's odd. 
Now, it maybe feels like it'll a make market it, opportunity, Joe. Maybe it'll make it up to Seattle. And I will say when we get in taste, I mean, like, I actually think that this is this is a good bread, but uh, in terms of availability, it's just not it's just not not around enough, and it can't get at any restaurants here. So I'm going to say, uh, uh, you know, I guess two out of ten. Is it is that uh, adjusting DST? That's weighted now. Yeah. All right. I'm now just doing the math in my head. I think I think you you are are right to ding it on availability, assuming. You know what you're saying is accurate about the availability in Seattle. I think it's very unfair to go after the health of the sandwich. Like I don't think I think this is a, a, a fairly well balanced sandwich, and you obviously you don't have to eat the whole thing. Cut it in half, have it on uh, two different days, or just or make it half as much. You know it's got a lot of fat, but I I think a lot of the fat's coming from the avocado, which is quote unquote good fat, and you know it, if. The bacon is probably the un- or or the deli meat. The turkey is the the unhealthiest parts, but they're not that bad. So I, I don't think this is. Um, but I disagree with you, Dan, because you're talking about an 875 calorie sandwich, and that's exactly my point. Most of that is coming from the bread because the the turkey's healthy. We already talked about this. Bacon's relatively healthy. Mayo is like whatever. We're going to use mayo on sandwiches, so we have to get over that. Um, but you take the same sandwich and put it on toasted white bread. And you're talking about a much healthier sandwich. And I don't know that you're losing all that much. Well, I, I don't know if what you're saying actually holds up to, to the math. Because I think, well, I, I saw conflicting things. I saw one that the Dutch Crunch Roll is 285 calories, which is what I'm going with here. I saw one thing that said the Dutch Crunch Roll is 500 calories. <laughs> two two pieces of white bread is 220 calories, like straight off the bread. That's That's the problem with like the a roll like this that I'm not buying at a store, you know, you, I, I don't know exactly what the nutritional effects are. It is, it is possible. Cause I, I mean, I've had the roll and I've had two pieces of white bread and a roll is way more substantial. So it would not shock me if the roll itself were like 400 or 450 calories, in which case what you're saying is, is absolutely true. Look, but, I just have to go off what you tell me, Dan. Well, what I told you was it was 285 calories. So your point would not be valid, but you know what? Whatever, Joe. Two out of ten, sandwiches off to a real bad start. But here, look, next category, it's got to be good for the sandwich, right? Is it a first date sandwich? Now, Joe, did you, as we agreed upon last week, text Rob to get his opinions because he's the the god of first dates? I did text Rob. Um, I texted uh, his home phone, though. No, no, of course not. No, you know, Rob... If Rob really wanted his opinion known, he could have uh, listened to the previous episode and emailed a thought in about first dates. All right. Well, I guess it's up to us. Now, we've talked about the BLT, and I think we said the BLT, it's a bold choice, but the BLT, I think we felt that bacon could definitely hit the spot because, you know, nobody is going to be turned off from bacon on a first date. Yeah. This sandwich has a little more going on. So we've got the bacon there, but it's not the dominant part of the sandwich. It, it's definitely, I would say, a turkey sandwich variant. Yes. And then you're adding on bacon, which I think we've already agreed upon. It's a bold choice, but it, it's certainly not a turnoff, I think, in dating. What do you think about the avocado on there? I think the avocado makes it a little bit messier. But I think, it, you know, you know, an avocado is... it. It, I think, conveys a certain refinement, a certain elegance, maybe, um, a certain worldliness, I'd say. Uh, so I think it's a good choice on a first date as long as you feel like you're managing the avocado well within the sandwich, which is the challenge. It, 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 I mean, I think you'd agree, Dan, you're adding an inherently slippery element to the sandwich. Definitely, definitely. Now, I, I'm... Thinking right now of the variants of the sandwich because, you know, what makes this different from a turkey sandwich? But at the same time, we haven't even talked about a turkey sandwich. So, you know, the avocado, I I agree, is refined. You know, for example, another sandwich that I'm sure we'll cover on this podcast at some point, avocado toast. You order avocado toast on a first date. I mean, that's got to be a 10 out of 10 among the right uh, crowd. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I think think that... If I think about 
all of my first dates, Dan. No, I mean, if I think about what I think you want to accomplish on a first date, I think you want, um, and look, correct me if I'm wrong. And Rob, you know, feel free to write in if I'm wrong about this. I think to me on a first date, you want to, um, do things that maybe say a little bit about yourself, like, you know, show, don't tell. Right. The other thing I think is that like, I guess the thing I would always be nervous about on a first date is like topics, conversation starters. And I feel like you order this sandwich. It really, um, leads to a lot of conversation of someone saying either, uh, what's a Dutch crunch roll or saying, Oh, I love Dutch crunch. Like it's, it's a little bit of a statement sandwich where if you order this, just a regular sandwich, like you're not opening up any avenues of conversation there. This, I feel like there's some good small talk that comes from the sandwich. Yeah. I mean, if you're dating a Brit, he might say, is that tiger bread? Exactly. Is that the tiger schnoofin? <laughs> yeah. If you're dating, well, certainly if you're, if you're dating somebody from the Netherlands, like it's a slam dunk. <laughs> oh Yeah. Though if you're dating someone from the from the Netherlands, it might actually like um, seem like you're pandering a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it also might be like, wait, you have stolen our Dutch crunch? How dare you, Americans? And then they might just storm out. Yeah. Also, if you look up Dutch crunch on uh, Urban Dictionary, it means something very different. <laughs> <laughs> so just by ordering the sandwich, you might get slapped in the face. And exactly. Well. I mean, the only the other thing I would say, you know, it, it, it's a as you're saying, it, it, it's a it's a real conversation starter. But uh, you know, as far as the health, this is a, this is a heavy sandwich. So, you know, I think if you're being super active, like after I ate my sandwich, I wanted to take a nap. Yeah. So, I this is the type of sandwich that, you know, like if we said the PB and J is a good like pre-sex sandwich, I think this if you are planning to have sex, I would not order this. Totally, totally. But it might be a good sharing sandwich too. Like, oh, do you want to split a turkey, bacon, avocado on a Dutch crunch? Yeah. I mean, the only tough thing is, I guess, because I'm thinking, okay, if you're going on a Tinder date, you can't order this because you're looking to fuck. Bumble, maybe a gray area. Okay, Cupid, no way. Because I don't think you can split a sandwich on the first date. It's just a little... It, it, yeah, it's kind of presumptuous, right? It is a little presumptuous. And I think, how are you going to come to that agreement? Oh, uh, you don't order something. I'll order for both of us. And, you know, you, you just don't want to go there. Yeah. Not in the Me, not in the me Too era. Yeah, I want, I want lettuce on mine. What are you talking about? I hate lettuce on sandwiches. It's like a weird... Yeah. Also, I, also just as a, as a little um, PSA to folks... I made a joke about looking up a Dutch crunch on Urban Dictionary, and then I did it. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't. Don't. I I was kidding, but it's on there. We've got the explicit rating, but we don't have the triple X rating. So it's true. It's true. Can't, we're going to talk. About we're going to get. We'll be fine on the iTunes store, but but Stitcher, we're going to be out. <laughs> no, that's all the listeners want. All right, so Joe. Taking in the totality, adjusting for daylight savings time, is this a first date sandwich? Yeah, I think it is. I think on a very particular type of first date, I think you could do a lot worse than this. I think uh, what you maybe um, lose a little bit of messiness, I think you make up for in conversation starting and it's just seeming kind of interesting. Yeah. I will say in Seattle, it would be a weird first date to be like, okay, we need to stop by this Vietnamese place. Hold on. I'm, I'm just going to run in. You wait in the car. Wait in the car. Oh, she's like, I love banh mi. You're like, no, <laughs> You're like, no. No, no. We're going to buy We're gonna buy the bread here. But then here, here, hold this turkey. Just, just put yeah. it in your lap. Uh, I think that would be a little strange. But no, I think this is a good first date sandwich. I'm going to say seven and a half out of ten. Wow. It's solid. Huge score. Huge, huge score. score. Comeback time for the sandwich. Yep. And now – the meat, the turkin of the this whole <laughs> podcast. Does the sandwich taste good? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Seven out of ten. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, look, um, you know, Dutch crunch is a super. I was, I was ready to go with that. Show. <laughs> the Dutch crunch is a super interesting um, bread. You know what it it it, it kind of reminds me of? It's kind of like taking a regular roll and toasting it in the oven. Because you get the crunchiness, but you do it. It's like um, it's like buying a pre-toasted roll, basically. It's a different crunch than like toasting. It's it's a little bit of a chewier crunch. It's it's almost it's 
I'm glad you used the word chewy because it's almost bagel-like in consistency. I, I think bagel is actually a very good um, description because when you toast bread, it creates that sort of crisp crust. Whereas if you think of a bagel and you sort of toast it a little bit, it it's not you it's not that toastedness. It's just that there's sort of like a, a thicker coat on top that also is a little crunchy, but also a little bit chewy. And I think this bread is very similar to that. If they if they had marketed this bread as like a bagel roll, I, I totally would have like got that from eating it. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I, I I I see exactly, and I think just the roll itself almost is like a little thicker than like a normal white roll. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think. I, I, I think I fully agree. Uh, I think you're right on. And the Dutch Crunch I had was was not as good as it could be because I got it from the sub place. I put it in my freezer overnight, and then I had it the next day. But because I didn't have time to thaw it properly, I just sort of microwaved it. Oh, no. Oh. So it really – it wasn't – Music wasn't good, Jeff is so disappointed right now. Well, it wasn't a good – Dutch Crunch experience, but I have a lot of other Dutch Crunch experiences to lean on. And in my head beforehand, I thought Dutch Crunch was some sort of like a wheat bread or some other type of bread like that. Uh, but it is not. It is it is definitely more of a, a white bread that sort of just got this outer layer on it. But e- even basing on my past experiences and certainly this week, I mean, to me, I, I think... I think white bread is better for sandwiches, and I think a white roll is better for sandwiches, but I do respect the people that like it. Yeah, no, look, I think it's a good bread. I think it's an interesting bread. And I think, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about the sort of ingredient combo of turkey, bacon, and avocado other than like, look, I think that we are probably going to talk about a few sandwiches, including a club sandwich, that sort of include variations of this. And I think it's because it's a pretty classic combo. You're getting three sort of different textures, three different flavor flavor profiles uh, that all complement each other. So I think that is great. And I think the Dutch Crunch is a good bread. But I just sort of agree with you that I don't know if it's the best bread to have this sandwich on. So seven out of ten. Okay. I, I, I do support the daylight savings I'm speeding through. But I do have one question, which I think is utmost important. And this is the only category for it. Great. Do you think... That and you can answer as 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 long an answer you want, or as short an answer as you want to tease for any of our, our future episodes. There are three main ingredients in this sandwich: turkey, bacon, avocado. Yes. Do you think the sandwich would be better if any one of those three ingredients were removed? Do I get to add another ingredient instead of it, or just remove it? Uh, I think. If you're removing an ingredient, you can replace it with a a like-minded ingredient. So I can't remove avocado and add meatballs, for example. <laughs> Correct. That would be that would be too much because you're taking out. I'll I'll say this: there are three categories. We've got uh, fruit slash vegetable. We've got dairy, and we've got meat. You can only move one step yeah. no, in a I replacement. Mean, I think it's a good question. Thinking about the Dutch Crunch in particular, I think having like a turkey sandwich with maybe some like melted Swiss and maybe like um, instead of mayo, putting like a little bit of like ranch dressing on this, on the Dutch Crunch, that's kind of an interesting sandwich right there. That's a, that, that might be the Joe. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Kind of an, that's kind of an interesting sandwich. So I think it's possible that a Dutch Crunch is better with – um, Wait, the sandwich isn't called a Dutch Crunch. Dutch Crunch is just the name of the bread. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I'm saying using this bread may be better with a different sandwich. I, I'd be particularly interested in trying it with a warm sandwich. But so, oh, interesting. So, so I'm not so. So, I guess what I'm saying is, my view on the taste of it is that I think probably a bacon turkey and avocado sandwich might be better on a different bread and this bread might be better with a different sandwich interesting i'll tell you as i was eating on my dutch crunch roll i thought a pb and j actually i think would be a lot better if it were on this roll because it because it gives it a lot of texture it's too bad neither of us are ever eating pb and j's again (laughs) i know it's a shame we're not smoking anymore either it's it it worked for both Hmm. 
<laughs> well, I think we're all much healthier now. <laughs> all right, seven out of ten. What's next, Dan? Is the sandwich a monster? Moving oh, right along. Turkey, bacon, avocado, and Dutch crunch. Thanks to Fanwich Josh PhD for this. This one could be worse, but it also could be a lot better. Dutch crunch seems benign and also sounds really fucking good, but it's unfortunately downhill from there. Not one, but two kinds of meat. Turkey production is pretty meh, but not much worse or better than any other kinds of meat, and not as bad environmentally as, say, beef. Anything with bacon loses a lot of points in my book since pigs are intelligent animals with rich emotional lives, so go light on the bacon. Avocado cultivation has some problems. The little guys like their water. They're not bad if you live near where they're produced. If you're in Northern Europe, maybe don't eat one every day. Overall, it's kind of a medium bad sandwich. It's monstrous, but maybe not a monster. Monster scale. (laughs) One of the trolls from David the Gnome. (laughs) All I know is Josh... Just messaged me and said he's running out of monsters. So <laughs> maybe that's why this, these other podcasts didn't make it past ten episodes. They maybe maybe also had monster sections and they just ran out. Yeah. Well, I understand this could be it, Joe. <laughs> I also think we sort of warned Josh out. You know, it's two kinds of meats, but he can't even. You know, there's no beef on there, so he really <laughs> he, he's guilting us, but not as hard as he was uh, a few episodes ago. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not that we're wearing him out. It's that. It's that we're, you know, we're normalizing meat in sandwiches. I mean, pretty soon by the end, it'll be like a, you know, like a veal sandwich. You'd be like, well, you know, it's not human, so whatever. <laughs> that could be on the listener wheel this week, Joe. Exactly. The veal sandwich, or maybe I'll pick it. Oh man, don't don't do that, uh, Joe. Right. You are bound to to eat it. You're right. You're right. Joe, okay. just <laughs> you got to edit that out. <laughs> okay. That's not appropriate. Okay. Uh, uh, God damn it. Yeah, that's, thanks, Josh. Five out, of ten. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. All right, Joe. Closing stretch here. Celebrity Bing search. <laughs> what celebrities are going for the turkey bacon avocado on Dutch crunch? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure this came up in one of the Oscars acceptance speeches. So, um, unfortunately, Dan, Bing was unable to give me a an exact match on this, uh, nor was it able to give me any celebrity who's ever eaten anything on a Dutch crunch roll. Ouch. Uh, well, you know, I mean, famously, uh, Dutch crunch is very popular in the Bay Area, but not in Seattle and also not in Los Angeles. It hasn't made it there either. So it's a slow – it's a slow – uh, fad, it'll catch on eventually, but it but, is in Europe. So it's it's only that like that SFO to London flight. It's popular, but but nowhere else. So, uh, so I did find this article in Vogue, um, and it's about Kate Middleton. Do you know who that is, Dan? The Queen, the Princess. That's right. It's the Queen of England. No, it's it's yeah, it's 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 the it's the wife of. Um, Prince William, right? William, right? Yeah. William. Yeah. So she's a princess. Yeah. Or I don't know. I think she might be a duchess because she, because she's of, of common birth, Dan, which is very important to this story. So basically this is a story um, written in 2015 when she was marrying the prince uh, and, or maybe already married. I don't know, whatever. But basically the whole article is, can a commoner learn Kate Middleton grace? And it's talking about, uh, how she had to take these lessons to learn how to like fit in in like the royal whatever, and it's talking about this rule that they have within the royal court or like as they're teaching etiquette that when you eat a sandwich in particular, you're supposed to take small bites and only four bites maximum before you stop and take a break. Hmm. Four bites. Four small bites and then stop. And Kate Middleton, unfortunately, look, this is this is a stretch here, was not eating a turkey bacon avocado sandwich. But the author of the article was and speculated that she would not be able to 
perform this task with her chicken bacon avocado. And because this was taking place in England, we could speculate that it may have been on the Dutch crunch. Wait, 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 okay. So Vogue, so Vogue author wait, Michelle wait, Ruiz is uh, our celebrity beep, this week. Beep, 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 wait. What? Why? Why was she speculating that she couldn't do it? Because I think in this interview that she's having, they're having like a lunch interview, and she had ordered a turkey bacon avocado sandwich. And the point is that she thinks she wouldn't be able to take a break every four bites. No, the nibbling part, because the sandwich was so big. But wouldn't it just take a long, long time to eat? Well, I think a nibble, kind of like you know, you can only open your mouth so much for a nibble, Dan. Like, <laughs> oh, like, oh, like mime the act of nibbling right now. Do All it. right. I'm watching you. Wait, wait. No, no, no. That was a bite. That's a bite, not a nibble. No. Dan, first of all, you look like a fish. <laughs> well, first of all, if you have that nibble thing, I don't think – I think the only sandwich you could eat is that Uncrustables that you could sort of like wedge into your mouth. Like, Or, Dan, to bring things back full circle, that cucumber sandwich is pretty that's thin. True. That's true. That's very thin. Yeah. I mean, my this th- sandwich was thick as, as – uh, I'll post a picture of it. Yeah. This thing, you were opening, you know, you needed to sort of uh, unhinge your jaw a little bit. So, look, I think we can agree it's a commoner sandwich. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So this celebrity story, I mean, look, I mean, there's just no celebrity stories for this. Bing utterly failed. I mean, perhaps had we used other uh, search engines that sh- shall not go named, like um, like Alta Vista. Uh, <laughs> you don't even know a single other search engine, do you, Joe? I said Alta Vista. Duck, duck, I remember, go. Um, was it like Lycos? Wasn't that one? Something like that. That was one back in the day. Duck, duck, go is one right now. Duck.com. Ask, ask Jeeves.com. We actually should use Duck.com. They'd probably sponsor us. Ask Jeeves where you had a uh, robot butler who would search Google for you. I think ask.com still exists. Yeah, that's still there. All right. Anyways, uh, give it the score, Joe. <laughs> Uh, one and a half out of ten. Not a good celebrity story. Ouch. Ouch. Even even the Duchess can't bring it up. All right, Joe. Let's it's a put real the... Duchess crunch. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm going to use that. Don't <laughs> don't look that don't look that up on Urban Dictionary either. The, the Duchess crunch. Oh boy. Let's put the. <laughs> <not> the <laughs> <laughs> well, daylight savings time. Let's put the turkey bacon avocado. Yeah, they said it right. Turkey, Turkey. bacon, Turkey. avocado <laughs> on Dutch crunch on the cutting board. Okay, so I'm going to give it my little spiel, and then, Joe, you will <laughs> listen to it and then make your decision, make the final decision, and uh, decide if it uh, goes on the menu and will be eligible for any future sandwich-related tournaments or into the compost heap where it will never be consumed or thought of again. Turkey bacon avocado on Dutch crunch, more like turkey bacon avocado I don't know on confused much. Because, Joe, <laughs> I thought coming into this, this would be an absolute slam dunk. I love turkey. I love bacon. I'm ambivalent to Dutch crunch. And look, I like avocado. Or so I thought, Joe. Uh-oh. But you know what? For whatever reason, the avocado and the bacon just aren't working for me. I thought I loved a blat, but maybe I don't. I think having had turkey and bacon together, this is what I was sort of getting at when I thought if you could remove one ingredient. To me, I think the sandwich would be better if you'd say turkey, bacon, and then take out the avocado and put in cheese. I don't think the avocado adds something. Honestly, I think if you took out the bacon, I think turkey and avocado is better than turkey, bacon, avocado. For whatever reason, I just I just thought this sandwich had one ingredient too many. But the reason I said turkey, bacon, avocado, I don't know on confused much or whatever I said is because it's also a delicious sandwich. I mean, I ate the sandwich. I was very satisfied by it. I didn't think the avocado added that much to it, but I also don't think it took away too much from it. And I think avocado is probably the healthiest thing on the sandwich. So, like, anytime you're getting more avocado in your diet, um, you know, if, if you know, uh, assuming you're having, you know, the, the right caloric intake or whatever, it's a good healthy fat. I think it's fine. So, like, in some sense, I almost think of it like uh, the, the avocado is sort of like a health food aspect of it. But 
I don't know. I think there are healthier sandwiches if you want a healthy sandwich. I think with these same ingredients, there can be a better arrangement of it. And, you know, the Dutch Crunch is okay, but... You know, it's like compared to the PB&J, if you offered me this turkey bacon avocado on Dutch Crunch, I would pick this over a PB&J 100 times out of 100. But at the same time, I think there are other sandwiches with these same ingredients that I would pick over the turkey bacon avocado. So I think it's good. I don't exactly know um, where your cut is going to be. And I'll be very interested to see whether this is a menu sandwich or not. But, uh, you know, to me, I'm... I've got that that cutting board right on its side, Joe. I, I could go either way. I, I don't know, and uh, I, I can't give you a suggestion. You know, on this this daylight savings time day, you're gonna have to do double the work here, Joe. You're gonna have to figure it out on your own. Wow, wow. So, Dan, you know, it's interesting your point about it's not a bad sandwich. Like, I ate it. I enjoyed it. I actually fed one to. My sister, Fanwitz Julia, who made our amazing logo, and she ate it. She enjoyed it. We all agreed it was a fine sandwich. But I think it's just a fine sandwich. I think that uh, there are, as I said earlier, better breads to eat the turkey, bacon, and avocado. And I think maybe you would even like that combo of, of ingredients better on a different bread. And I think, you know, now that I think about it, Maybe a Vietnamese sandwich on Dutch Crunch is amazing. I don't know. Now I want to try that. Like I think it's I mean, a good it could bread. Come up on the listener wheel later <laughs> this episode. It's, it's a good bread. So I think that, as the Dutch would say, I'm putting the Dutch Crunch in the Prulenbach or compost bin. Oh no, the Prulenbach. Well, I I mean it's a good sandwich, but I. I think to me, and I, I like your choice. I think it just shows how hard it is to get on the menu. It is hard. We're not. Yeah, yeah we're we're a no 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 scrub sandwich on the menu. You have to be a, a great sandwich to really bring it. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, right now the menu only has three sandwiches, which I won't say just in case somebody's listening to this and listens to all of our our back episodes. But you can see the full menu at JoePicksPod.com/slash/menu. So yeah, the menu it's got like a, a less than fifty percent rate, which I think. Um, you know, it's fair for a discerning sandwich podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I hope uh, I said the 44-minute mark. It'll be more like the, uh, I don't know, 54-minute mark, whatever this will be. Oh, but this look. Joe Picks Pod slash menu is really cute. It actually looks like a menu. However, um, there's only yeah. two sandwiches on it. Yeah. Well, by the time this podcast comes out, I'll put on the third sandwich, which belongs on there. <laughs> okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, let's, let's get out of here. Let's open up the lunch pail. Oh, look at this. A message from Fanwitch Jeff. Fanwitch Jeff. Was he excited about the Fanwitch wheel? I was cackling like a maniac as I was listening to the wheel segment because he couldn't have more perfectly described my whereabouts slash excitement level as I was listening. <laughs> you two are a couple of Joe Picks pro- podnosticators. Anyways, the arc of change is long. But it bends towards fanwitch justice. Okay, where do you think where do you think Jeff is right now as as we read this? As he well, listens to this. I have to assume right now he has probably got his uh hand up celebrating that we are celebrating his message on his route. Okay. Okay, I agree. He also may be on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's possible. He's getting paid either way. Anyways, the arc of change is long, but it bends towards Fanwitch justice. I love it. Thank you for being receptive to feedback and for delivering to Fanwitches everywhere a sweet, sweet victory that we'll cherish forever. All right. I mean, it's too bad the Fanwitch picked a terrible sandwich this week. That's what I was going to say. Well, look, that's the problem with the Fanwitch wheel. You know, it, it for every brilliant Fanwitch who suggests something great, like the Bon Me, there's, you know, some turd out there who's suggesting the turkey bacon avocado on dutch crunch who won't even you know maybe after we we somebody suggests it like every month we sort of make sure every listener like they have to refresh their choice or something so we don't get any more of these absentee like um legacy things just wasting the wheel that's a great that's a great point they have to like resubmit Every yeah, they, once they a have quarter. To refresh. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise it's like this wheel is just gonna be clogged with all these like ridiculous sandwiches. And come come on, I I mean, 
if you if your sandwich gets picked, like you got to send something in. Give me a yeah. break. Yeah, no, I think that's your basic responsibility. Tell us why you picked it. Come on. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you want your question answered in the lunch bell, hey, send your question to sandwich at JoePixPod.com. And Joe, now everybody's favorite part. Let's see who's picking next week's sandwich. Let's do it. So, Dan, are, are we leaving the listener wedge on the wheel? Yeah. So we're going to reset it. So right now it's three Joes, two Dans, and one listener. So I'm going to add one Dan back. I think that's totally fair. And so now, all right. So now we have three Dans, three Joes. And oh, you got a big block of Joe. Oh, so this the listener is sandwiched in between me, and then you got a big block of Joe here, where three three out of four slots on one side of the wheel are all Joe. Yep. All right. Yep. The, the the Joe block over there. Who's it going to be? So the listeners have a one in seven shot. Joe, you ready? Yep, I'm ready. I'm excited. All right, spin happening. Yeah, round and round we go. Let's avoid that block of Joe. Beautiful. No, <laughs> uh, uh, right, right in the middle of the block of Joe. Right, right Just literally the, could not be more in the middle of that. Right in the block of Joe. All right. Well, look, that the block of Joe is now getting um, disbanded. So let's just remove that Joe segment. And ooh, ooh, now it's uh, a lot of Dan on that. But Joe, the honor goes to you. It's been a long time. I mean, it's been like a month since you picked a sandwich. It's been a really long time, Dan. It's been it's been a rough patch for me. Uh, you know, and especially because this entire time I've had just a few sandwiches of mine that I really wanted to try and I've just been waiting, waiting. So each week when you get it, it just, I get upset because I have sandwiches that I want to make. And the PB and J coming two weeks. I mean, that was brutal. No, and you, and you would think that like, you know, there's not that many sandwiches in the world that there would be at least a chance that like. You would pick a sandwich that I want, you know, but but no, but no, no, <laughs> definitely not. But now, Joe, you get to pick a sandwich you want, and I and all of our listeners out there who are eating along with this podcast, which I assume is most of them, it is is you you are are setting their menu for the week. I think that we have been uh, woefully inept. We've we've been we've been sort of on like. Well, I guess we had a Dutch bread this time, but we've been kind of on like an American kick lately. PB&J, BLT. I want to go international and I pick the torta. The torta. Yes. Torta. Yeah. I that, don't even know what that is. That's how you say it. That's how you, you've, you've said it correctly twice now, Dan. <laughs> the torta. The torta is a Spanish sandwich uh, with meat and on a flatbread. Where did you pick this off the listener wheel? Where did you come up with this? It's it's, it's a very popular sandwich, Dan. Wow. All right. Well, look. And I don't know if, it, if it's Spanish or if it's Mexican, but it, it is definitely something that you can find a lot of like Mexican restaurants. I just searched for torta and the top hit on my search engine of choice, which I'll leave anonymous because they're not a sponsor, is the best tortas in San Francisco and the Bay Area, according to SeriousEats.com. So... It says, I visited over two dozen torta shops and taquerias. Yeah. Boy, if there are torta shops, that's going to be exciting, Joe. Yeah, so we're, we're – let's just specify. We're talking about the Mexican version of the torta. It might be a little intimidating. If I go in the torta shop and I'm like, what is a torta? They might might curse me out, Joe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's super offensive. <laughs> just, just to- Dan, just don't look up torta on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> 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 the old Mexican torta. All right. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's it. All right, everybody, go to your local taqueria, pick up a torta, and uh, that's it. Time to put the uh, the Dutch crunch away until next week, right, Joe? Just 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 slide it into the fridge or whatever freezer. All right, it's gone. Uh, Joe Picks a Sandwich is part of the Joe Picks Podcast Network. To listen to all of our podcasts, go to JoePicksPod.com or join the lively discussion on our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash Joe Picks, or the much more livelier discussion on reddit.com slash r slash sandwiches. So. <laughs> no, no. Come to ours. If you want to talk about what we got right or wrong about the turkey, bacon, avocado, and Dutch crunch, or if you have a strong opinion about next week's sandwich, the torta, leave a comment on the Reddit page or email us at sandwich at JoePicksPod.com. Special thanks to Fanwitch Josh for research. His book, Red Meat Why do you, why do you pronounce shelf. Why do you pronounce torta like it's a question? 
<laughs> because I mean, to me, it is a question. Like I'm, I sort of think you just pulled this out of thin air. No, Torta, a, you know, it's so, stop. Stop saying it like that. It doesn't sound like a sandwich. It's a real I, sandwich. Book by next week, I'll be a a Torta Pro. <laughs> All right. Special thanks to Fanwitch Josh for research. His book, Red Me Republic, is on bookshelves everywhere this May. It's available for pre-order on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. If any of you have been following him on Twitter, he's been they, the the book cover has been you know released recently, and everybody in the history and food world are going nuts over it. So it's a great I, cover. Have you seen it, Dan? Of course. <laughs> I I just talked about seeing it on Twitter. Of course, I've seen it. Well, you said if you're on Twitter. I don't know. Are you on Twitter? <laughs> We've been tweeting at each other. You, me, and Josh tweet at each other probably more than I tweet at any other person. It's a really nice book cover is my point. It's a great – I mean, honestly, you better pre-order it now. It might be sold out if you don't pre-order it in time. So get your pre-orders in now. Also, thanks to Fanwitch Jeff for the theme song and for sending us the nice uh, letter in the lunch pail. And, of course, thanks to Fanwitch Julia for the logo. Leave us a five-star rating in the iTunes store so others can find this podcast. Joe, see you next week. Good night, Dan.